Welcome to Hustle and Pro Season 2, talking sports in Frisco from youth to pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. Welcome to today's episode of Hustle and Pro. So this far into October, and we haven't had a football episode yet, which is crazy, but we're changing that today. So we're talking quarterbacks today with Landry Klon. So Landry, you and I actually met a little over a year ago. We were kind of co-hosting a, like a football 101 for some ladies That's here right. in a local event. So um, I'm excited to finally have you on here and get your insight into what's going on with quarterbacks lately. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited for this. Okay, before we jump into quarterback talk, I want to ask you a couple of the quick hits I ask all my guests. So who would you say is your all-time favorite athlete? Um, all-time favorite athlete, probably Peyton Manning. He was a guy that I grew up with uh, and just loved watching him. Again, it was always kind of between him and Tom Brady. Those were the two guys when I was growing up that were like the big, big-name big guys. It's funny for Brady to still be doing it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I would say I'd have to go with uh, Peyton Manning um, and uh, – Rodgers probably now. Aaron Rodgers is probably uh-huh. the guy I like to watch the most now. But, yeah, football guy for sure, so I have to pick a football player. Yeah. Okay, um, so speaking of that, I always ask people what's your favorite sport to watch versus your favorite sport to play. And I know that you aren't just a football player, right? Even through high school you played other sports. Yeah. So um, what is your favorite sport to actually play? Favorite sport to play is definitely football. Um, basketball would be the second. Uh, but uh, again, I grew up playing football, basketball, baseball. Um, so again, played you know played pretty much everything. And um, but uh, baseball is a little bit slower. I was good at it, so I played all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, never like was my passion or anything. Uh, and then my dad was a football coach growing up, so I was always uh, around that. And so that was kind of from the ground up. Sure. You know? Yeah, that was that was priority. So if you're sitting down to watch something, is it always going to be football that you choose first, or are you so close to football and you know you work in the sport? Do you do you choose to watch you know tennis, or do you like watching something different? So it's funny you bring that up. Um, I do enjoy watching tennis. I never played it. Uh, I like watching that. I also have gotten really into sand volleyball, which has oh. kind of been the sport that I've picked up after you know because that's the issue with football is. You know, once you're done, you're kind of done. You know, there's nothing really that's going to replace that. You can go play flag or you can play some of those other things. But it's not like basketball where you can still go, you know, scratch that itch and and go get a pickup game or something and still like a pretty high level. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, once you're done, it's kind of done. So I've kind of been doing jujitsu and then uh, um, sand volleyball have been my my two kind of sports that still scratch my competitive itch. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, I definitely have enjoyed watching, you know, sand volleyball a lot, actually. That would be the, kind of the thing. That's cool. That's yeah. fun. That's different. All right, last one. What's your favorite sports movie? I have to say Remember the Titans. Um, again, that was just a movie. I think I was four, in fourth grade when that came out. Uh, and it was funny. I always had a bedtime. I've seen the first half of that movie like over 100 times. Because when that came out, I always had a bedtime at 10 p.m. But I was also like OCD that I, like, I couldn't like st- start a movie where I left off. Like I had to see a movie oh, from, from the beginning. beginning to end. But I would never time it out right. So like basically I would start at like 9, 9 p.m. Never and I'd get have to, to go the to end. Bed. So I've seen the beginning of that movie. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, a lot. So. That's good. That's, That's good. Okay. I thought I read or saw somewhere that you have a connection to Archie Manning. So a while ago you said Peyton Manning and you grew up with Peyton. Did you like literally know and grow up with him and his family or no, something? No, 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 no. Okay. So uh, I played college football in, in Louisiana at Nichols State University, which is where the Mannings have their Manning Passing Academy. Ah, and so okay. when I was in college, 
um, I got to work some of those camps and everything. And uh, actually, a girl that I dated um, in college, her mom worked in the same building as Archie. And so I had already kind of known them from working the camps and that and that kind of thing. And uh, um, she's actually the one that kind of set up an interview with them once I was done playing. Um, and we just like had this conversation. Like, I don't know what he really expected. Like, she just was like, would you be willing to, you know, talk to him or whatever? And we, you know, he at least had experience with me and that kind of thing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like just completely random but um basically i don't know what he was thinking i was going to go in and and talk like see if he can get me a a spot with the saints or something and so like i of course was not what i was looking for like i just wanted to talk football with him yeah and so basically i kind of prepared you know several questions that i would just be you know kind of love to get his opinion on uh, about playing the position the leadership aspect you know his two sons and and all of that and so basically put together several questions, kind of took him through an interview, and we just really hit it off, and it ended up being a great conversation. And uh, pretty much when it was done, um, that's how he got me in contact with QB Country. So my boss, David Morris, was actually Eli Manning's backup at Ole Miss. Oh. And so David was already doing QB Country and, and was training guys, and um, me and Archie really hit it off. And so he knew David was always looking for new guys that would be trainers, and so he's the one who got me, you know, yeah. the connection between David and QB Country, and that's how I wound up wow. where I'm at. Yeah. Quite a connection. Yeah, that's no a, doubt. That's yeah, awesome. for sure. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just you know, just an Archie Manning connection. No, no big deal. Oh, and and it, I mean, <laughs> he is as awesome as you think he is. I mean, again, just super, super humble yeah. guy. I mean, um, was a blast to go and, and talk football with. It's funny too, because of course I like want to talk to him almost like as if I were talking to Peyton. I'm like asking him all these X's and O's and, yeah. and that kind of thing or whatever. And he's like, I got to be honest with you. Like I haven't really kept up with yeah. any of that stuff. So he's again, so far away from the game Yeah, now. for yeah. sure. I mean, um, and again, he was uh, very much in a parent role and just an encourager and, you know, that kind of thing. Whereas obviously the the sons were the ones who were, you know, keeping up to and date it, with what the latest schemes and stuff were. Yeah, he can forget about the X's and O's a long no, time ago. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, so let's take a look at what's happening. Like, let's look at the NFL specifically, and specifically at the quarterback position, since that's kind of what you know most. Um, would you agree that there's there's a lot of movement, like season to season movement, and now game to game movement than than in a normal NFL season? It, fe- it feels like that to me. When you say movement, I don't know, just, just different quarterbacks. Like when I look at like who's ranking at the top right now versus who was there a year ago. There's so many young guys. And I want to talk about that separately too. But just and maybe even like if it's Cam Newton's having to sit out. There's just so many COVID related things, and I don't know exactly what it, it is, but it just seems like there's been a lot of movement and change at the quarterback position this this season. Yeah, I think a couple of reasons. One, because, again, some of the guys who have been the established quarterbacks for a long time, they're getting towards the end of their career, and now you're really starting to kind of get that new wave of guys coming in where mm-hmm. it's really starting to transition. I mean, you think about the guys who have kind of dominated the position over the last you know, decade plus, the Breeze, Brady, you know, Roethlisberger, Rodgers, that kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. again, these, all these guys, Phillip Rivers, all these guys are kind of on the tail end of, of their career, so to speak. So yep. that's where the Russell Wilson, who, again, has been playing great for a while now, uh, is really starting to be kind of the guy. Mahomes, obviously, you know, becoming that guy. And um, you're starting to get these new faces to Kyler Murray. I mean, you know, been playing really well and um, doing that. And 
uh, again, you're also seeing, too, where a lot of these rookies are able to step in and play well a lot younger than maybe they, like, used to. Um, I mean, you're seeing that with uh, Herbert on the Chargers. You're seeing that, you know, again, Joe. the Bengals aren't doing particularly great, but Joe Burrow is playing pretty well. Um, and so, again, I think you're just really getting that new wave, plus the things you talked about as far as, uh, you know, Dak getting injured. So, again, you're getting a transition there. Um, you know, some guys are getting sick one week, and so you got to kind of make that switch. Or veterans moving to Tampa Bay and changing, you know, giving an opportunity yeah, that for, was never there before. Right. So why do you think that this wave of young guys is seemingly stepping up quicker, stronger, faster, and better than – than kind of in years past when we see guys like Mahomes doing this? Well, I think the position is shifting a little bit as far as like what's expected from that guy. Um, I think traditionally in the NFL, it had always been like a pretty much a pocket passer. You were going to be asked to do a lot at the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, know your protections, you know, know all the, the defenses and that kind of thing. Um, whereas now I think they're getting a little bit more creative as far as how to use a more mobile quarterback. Um, again, you're seeing it, whether it's, you know, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, um, you know, obviously Kyler, uh, again, they're, they're just doing a better job, I think, making the position, um, more suitable for younger guys, Mm -hmm. more suitable for guys who their strength isn't just, you know, being a pocket passer, but they have, they have that other element, right? Um, and so I think that's also what coaches are starting to look for more now, too, is, you know. And their coaches, like coaching strategies, because even the same thing sort of, you could say, for coaches, as we're seeing younger coaches than ever step up yeah. sooner and, you know, being successful head coaches. So maybe that's even trickling down to the the, the ability for players to do the same. Yeah, I think it, that's a good point. I also think, too, your resources now at a younger age have just gotten so much more. Like, whether it's, okay, say if you're a young coach, I mean, you get access to, you know, guys who are geniuses in their field. Uh, you can go buy a DVD or, you know, I'm saying, no, you need a DVD. You can get it all online. And it just kind of shows their scheme and how they think about the yeah. game. And, you know, that used to be a very inner circle kind of thing. Where you know if you didn't have your foot in the door, you weren't you didn't have access to these people. Right. But, you know now you had you your have, people, and you brought your people kind of traveled right. to other teams right. with you. Yeah, and again, it was more based on these clinics that you would have to go out and and go to or whatever. But again, now there's just more resources online that you can get that knowledge that you weren't able to. Uh, the quarterback position. I mean, again, I, I train quarterbacks. That's obviously something that's really blowing up as a business and a, as a field. Um, and so again, not only are uh, you know, coach is able to kind of get that access, but players are able to get that at a way younger age. I mean, I'm training kids that are, you know, I'm saying fourth grade, fifth grade, and they're learning the, the mechanics and the fundamentals now. But again, the earlier you get the fundamentals down, the earlier you can really start thinking about the game at a higher level. The next step. Yeah. And so again, kids are just starting that process earlier getting certain things down and being able to move on and into the next step. That's interesting you say that. My 10-year-old son plays flag football, and just last night his coach, who played in college, commented and said, I can't believe how much they're consuming yep. at age 10 right now. He's like, they're beyond what – they're they're understanding and learning the things well beyond what I expected them to be learning as fourth graders. Yeah, and I think, again, um, you know, obviously kids have access to watching football all the time, um, you know, especially in this area where they're able to have, you know, not only 
uh, you know, youth football, which we've had for a while, but they have youth seven on seven mm-hmm. and they have youth, you know, now flex is kind of the new thing. Yeah, so many ways to play. Right, yeah. which are, are regressions on the sport, but that like help players develop. Because again, if you're, say you're, uh, you say your son's 10. Yeah. So again, most 10 year old offensive lines are not very good. Right. Right. And that's just the truth of it. And so it's hard to really develop as a passer when you have no protection. And so that's kind of youth tackle football. Uh, but if you play youth seven on seven, well, you take the offensive line out of it. Now he has four seconds. So there's still a time limit. Now that's a big time limit relative to the actual game. Um, but he can still learn to, again, you take away the rush, but now he can learn to keep his eyes up and kind of go from receiver to receiver to receiver, right? Whereas you used to, to read ha- the field differently. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And get used to just tracking your eyes and, and used to kind of how routes are working together and, and you know, creating bonds for the defense and, and receivers popping open and that kind of thing. So hmm. um, that's interesting. I never thought about it like that. But then also that makes me think kind of the versatility of like, even though you're talking just football, the versatility of having different, like you said, 7v7 later in the summer or whatever. Um, but isn't that the same for being a multi-sport athlete? Part of that, like, you're learning other skills and you're kind of refining different skills that eventually will help you become a better football player. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, again, obviously the 7-on-7 seven seven is going to be a more specific regression that's going to develop certain aspects of football. But other sports in general, they're going to – emphasize certain skills that maybe if you just played quarterback your whole life wouldn't right right? and so again say you're a point guard in basketball you know obviously you have your basketball skills in order to do that but there's still an element of a lot of people moving around you things kind of happening you're able to see guys break open to the basket that kind of thing and so again just developing that vision um, but also there's more agility involved and that's only going to help you as a quarterback there's uh, you know so again I think you nailed it as far as other sports are going to develop you as a more well-rounded athlete rather than just like if you only played quarterback your whole life. And yeah. so, again, that's going to make you a better quarterback Yeah, um, for sure. All right. So when we are recording this, this is, the, this is what the NFL shows as the top passers right now. I know this sounds crazy because Dak is at the top of this list. Uh, but, I mean. but it's Dak, Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, and Mahomes. Yep. So when you look at that list, like – what are your what are your surprises of that list? And then after that, what are some projections as we're what are we game week six ish um, when this records um, when we're coming to the end of the season? Like what what's going to be different about that list uh, besides the obvious that Dak's not going to be right? On. Right. Well, I think the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, so obviously, you're having some great production in the passing game, but you know the two that you just named off the top, they're not necessarily winning games, and so again, there's not a one-to-one correlation as far as if you can just throw yeah, the ball throwing over. throwing a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, but they're still not winning games. And so there's other elements that come into involved, obviously, of being a complete offense and a complete team. Um, and uh, But you also have some other guys in there. Again, the Bills are playing pretty well. Obviously, the Chiefs are playing well. So you have some teams that are throwing it and still winning games. But I think it is interesting to note that you have some, you know, a couple of teams that have some of the worst records and then a couple of teams that have some of the best records all on that same list right, right there. Um, but I think it just, again, kind of goes to show that there's more to it than just that. There's more to it than just, you know, how much the quarterback is throwing and, and everything as far as uh, being a complete team and a complete offense. For sure. Um, I would expect to see – Who's going to jump up and end up on that list? Well, 
again, I don't know where Rodgers is at on the list, but I would expect. I mean, they've had a lot of success, <laughs> and they have a good running game. Yeah. He was in the top ten, maybe he's deeper just, in, just a little deeper. Just in. under it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, obviously, I think Mahomes moves up the list, uh-huh. probably. Um, you know, unfortunately for Dak having a great season, you know, he, he's got to cut that short. And, and that's, again, he was playing really well. And um, I also think, too, to kind of answer the question as far as when you think about teams that get in situations where they have to throw the ball a lot, like they don't start games early. Right. And now they're down. And I know that was a big thing with the Cowboys as far as like, well, they want to get Zeke involved. But again, if you get if you fall down so early and stuff, and now you're trying to you know come yeah. back and, and create points quickly, well, now you're kind of reliant on the pass to right. some degree, right? And, and so, and just you you have no control over injuries like other players on your offense that are going to get injured right. and how that affects you know how often you're throwing versus right. running and all the different things that happen that can affect just you know passing yards, right? Yeah, I know no it's a, it's a it can be a pretty Shallow stat, I guess, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, but, again, it's surprising that, you know, Breeze has kind of been always on top of that list, you know, uh, so it's surprising that he's not up there. Um, to some degree, it's surprising. Obviously, he's getting older, and right. you, can, you can really start to see that, unfortunately. Um, it happens. It does happen. You know, I think uh, Brady started the season off a little bit slower, but they've definitely seemed to kind of hit, you know, a, another gear here. Do you see, though, with somebody like – comparing Drew and Tom Brady, like, do you see Tom Brady's um, production slipping at all because of age? I mean, I know it's hard right now. He went to a new team. He has a whole new everything. But do you think he is still playing as well as he always has been? Um, probably not quite as well. I think there's probably a little bit of drop off there, mm-hmm. but not as much as I'm seeing with, like, Breeze. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing more of that with him. Um, again, it is a little bit harder to tell with Brady because he is transitioning to a new team and, yeah. and that kind of thing. But uh, a lot of people were saying that last year about Brady, but what I really kind of witnessed was like Brady didn't have weapons around him when he was on his last year with the Patriots. I mean, he basically had Edelman and, you know, a couple of good running backs, but who's no also, real number who's one. Who's also old and trailing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, again, whereas if you look at Breeze, like he still has weapons. He still has Michael Thomas, still has – Kamara, like, so there's still guys there, and you can still really feel that drop off. See the decline, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, we can't have a, we can't sit here in Frisco and have a quarterback conversation uh-huh. without talking a little more about Dak. Obviously, we've mentioned his names a few times here, but um, so we're just a few weeks out. So when Dak got hurt, I was, I was sitting watching the game with my ankle propped up um, on the couch. Um, because I had just finished yeah. having ankle surgery on my right ankle just uh, a few days before that. Okay. So I also, just side note, I think because Dak and I had right ankle surgery um, the same week that, like, connects us. And okay. I, I think we're, like, pals now. He just doesn't realize that. He doesn't know that. Okay. But um, so, you know, I watched watching the replay. It was it was painful, like it was a lot of Cowboys fans. Um, and him getting carted off the field and with Jason Garrett happening to be there and coming over and checking on him and – all of his teammates, and the whole scene was a lot. It yeah. was overwhelmingly sad for somebody like me. Um, but I get sports sad a lot with stuff like that. Um, you probably watch these games in a completely different capacity and a different lens being involved in this sport, but what, what are your what were your thoughts on that injury? 
Well, number one, I, I probably do watch it maybe in a little bit different lens, but as far as just the, the human element of it, like obviously you just feel awful, you know, for a guy who's mm-hmm. been such a good role model and, uh, you know, good leader of the team and, and it was playing at such a high level, you know, individually, again, that not necessarily putting it together as a team at that point, but, um, you know, doing, doing a good job for himself to see it kind of come to an end and to see it be as kind of gruesome, you know, maybe in a, as ugly of an injury as it was. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely heartbreaking for sure, and to see the emotion of the teammates, really both team, and you know Garrett coming over there and, and that kind of thing. So again, you'd really just kind of hope the best for him. Um, but uh, what was I actually? Forgot. No, that was it. I mean, the other thing I was going to ask is, we're locals, so we hear all the immediately. We hear a lot of the stuff that people in other parts of the country aren't hearing. Right. Like we're hearing that night. We're hearing where he is. We're right, hearing when yeah. he had get, went into surgery. Where when he comes out. No. All the details. We're hearing a lot from Jerry Jones immediately, the support, and he'll be back, and he's still our quarterback. But realistically, like, what do you personally think his future looks like? Is he really going to be able to come back from something like that in now the shorter time frame that they even originally said um, and, and be at, you know, NFL caliber level for next season? Yeah, from everything that I've heard, I actually think he probably will be able to come back. Um, Again, if you think, you know, two is back on the field and he had a hip, you know, kind of a really bad hip injury. I mean, the fact that Alex Smith got back on the field and, you know, his injury was significantly worse. Right? Yeah. yeah, Same day. I think it was. He came Uh, back same day Dak got hurt. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But again. Which is weird. The universe is is weird that way. Yeah. uh, For sure. Um, Also, it was the same day you just got off your your own surgery. So, again, it's all all connected probably. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) no, I think think he will come back again. That's probably the biggest thing that you see – in today's game and just, you know, how far just the medical side of it has come where, you know, an ACL tear used to be like a career ending thing. And now people kind of have that, not, not all the time, but it's a lot. Mm -hmm. And like, they come back, back. you know, and it's expected at this point for them to come back. Whereas that legitimately used to be a thing where like that, no, that wasn't happening. Um, Again, I'm not an expert on what all the, uh, fully was Dak's injury, but um, I definitely think it to some degree was a dislocation. Um, and I do actually think he will get back, especially based on what he is, how he's playing the position. You know what I'm saying? he Again, he still predominantly has been a pocket passer. He has the capability, uh, capability to run and stuff, but that's not – they haven't really used him like they use Cam Newton or like, you know, they use Lamar Jackson or anything like that again. Yeah. I think he'll still be able to come back, be a great passer of the football. Um, so, yeah, I definitely – I see him coming back. I think the bigger issue now is, you know, will it be as a with the Cowboys or that kind of thing because of the timing yeah. of the contract. Right, and contract, yeah. So that really <laughs> is going to be interesting. Yeah, that will be an interesting story to watch unfold to see if, if Jerry's – yeah, really means it when he says he's still his guy, and that and just yeah. the irony, like you said, of of how, how the type of quarterback he is. I mean, just first of all, he didn't slide on that play, right? Um, and then plays before that, he caught a pass in the end zone to yeah. score a touchdown. Like yeah. it's just it was just the whole day was weird. Yeah. Um, okay, one last little thing. So when I knew I was going to record this with you, um, I asked my son Jack who his favorite quarterback was. And he said, Mahomes. Okay. He also got to go pick out a new jersey from Shields the other day, and he chose a Mahomes jersey. He has Dak stuff, too. Um, I said, why? 
And and we allowed the Mahomes jersey, just so you know. He actually wanted a Saquon Barkley jersey, and we yeah. did not allow a Giants jersey to be purchased and <laughs> worn in go. our house. Um, we allowed the Mahomes jersey because we're Red Raiders, and okay. that's fine with there us. Cool. Um, and I asked Jack why, and he said, um, well, because he's good and because he won a Super Bowl, but also because he plays for Dan Hunt, and we're FC Dallas fans. Okay. And my son plays in the, like, academy or, you know, club level for – which. On his contract, Dan Hunt's name is there on it. Go. So Jack feels like they both play, play for, the for same Dan guy. Hunt. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Okay, there you go. No so doubt. That's good. It's, it's funny how these little kids look up to different players. But I think if he's going to look up to somebody, Mahomes is a good one to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, uh, again, if he's playing football and, and just sees him on the football field again, he's a, an exceptional football player. He's changing the game to some degree as mm-hmm. far as the different throws that he's making and, and all of that. And, uh, you know, the way he carries himself off the field and everything, again, absolutely would be a a great role model to look at. All right, Landry, thank you for your input here in talking quarterbacks with us. Um, we got a lot, a few more weeks of this season to play out and see how it all how it all works out and see if Andy Dalton can step right. in and do a little better than the first game of his, his full game back. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds the rest of the season. But thanks for your time coming in and talking to us. Yes, ma'am. Appreciate you having me. And thank you for listening to this episode of Hustle & Pro. Subscribe however you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you next week.